You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 169, Minimize Misunderstandings. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about these summer love bonus episodes I'm doing for you guys. It's been so much fun. I know this is only episode two, but I'm pumped for this one, and I had so much fun doing it last week. So thanks for joining me for these. It's a good time. I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today. Do you ever have misunderstandings in your relationship that ever happen from time to time? And maybe those misunderstandings create big conflicts. So if that happens to you regularly or just every once in a while, then today I'm going to help you minimize those misunderstandings and hopefully avoid a whole bunch of conflicts that would have happened had you not avoided those misunderstandings. So it's going to be fun. Before we get into it, though, I want to say if you're really enjoying these Summer Love podcast episodes and you want to see a huge transformation in your relationship then you've got to come check out Relationship Revival. This is my first time introducing it here on the podcast. So if it's new to you, if you're like, I have no idea what Relationship Revival is, that's okay. I want to tell you a little bit about it. I'll give you tons of details later on, but it's a brand new program to help you in your romantic relationships and really help minimize the conflicts, the fighting, the arguments, and ease the tension. And then not only that, but to also help you build a stronger connection, to help you feel more unified and cohesive in your marriage, to enjoy your partner more, have more fun with them. That's what I'm going to help you do in Relationship Revival. So if you're feeling stagnant right now, I'm going to help you get unstuck. So for those of you who are just curious about this program, I'm going to give you all the details if you are on the interest list. So I'll invite you to an info session I'll do where I'll just totally fill you in on what relationship revival is and how it's going to transform your relationships, but you've got to be on the interest list. So if you want to learn more about it, if you're just curious what it's all about, then go jump on that interest list and you can do that at www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash revival interest. Okay, so make sure you type the W's. As always, I got to remind you, type the W's into the URL, www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash revival interest. And being on the interest list is just going to make it so I keep you in the loop with all the details about what relationship revival is. And a couple other bonuses of being on the interest list is you will get a special discount. So that's always nice, right? And you'll get first dibs to join Relationship Revival. Because here's the deal. Problems in our relationships can feel really complicated. And so I'm going to give you a ton of personalized support inside Relationship Revival. So you really can make that transformation and see that progress that I was talking about. 
And so because it's such a high level of support, it's actually the highest level of support I offer out of any of my programs, I can only take 20 nurses into it. And I know those 20 spots are going to go really fast. And so if you're on the interest list, you're going to get first dibs to grab one of those 20 spots before I open it up to the general public. Okay, so if you're just curious about it, if you want to lock in your discount, if you want first dibs to join, then make sure you get on the interest list. And again, you can do that at www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash revival interest. And I'm going to help you totally transform your relationship. But let's not wait. Let's not wait to get that transformation started. So that's what we're going to do today as I help you minimize misunderstandings. And what got me thinking about this episode today was as I was getting my kids breakfast this morning, Evelyn, my four and a half year old, was choosing which cereal she wanted. And she had picked out what she wanted. And then her little brother, my son Eli, who's two years old, kind of pointed at the same box as her and made some babbling noises. And Evelyn got really mad. She was like, Eli said that he's going to eat all the cereal and I don't get any. And it made me laugh because, of course, Eli had not said that. He doesn't say very many words right now. He was just babbling. But that's what she interpreted his babbles to mean, that he had said, I'm going to eat all the cereal and Evelyn doesn't get any. And... I was thinking about how, you know, this was such a huge misunderstanding between my four and a half year old and two year old, but these types of misunderstandings happen all the time in our relationships, our romantic relationships and our relationships with coworkers and friends and family members and all kinds of people in our lives. But a lot of times with our partners, it can lead to big conflicts. Now, I know it's probably not quite the same, right, as my two-year-old babbling and completely making up a story about what that means, but we do this in some areas of our lives. We add our own interpretation to what someone else says or does. And this is actually a very useful thing. Like, I'm glad that we do this because if we were just taking everything literally when people say things or do things, then it would be kind of tedious. I'm glad that we can read between the lines and add our own interpretations. When you're at the grocery store, let's say you and a stranger walk up to the checkout line at the exact same time and the other person says, oh, I'm not in a rush. And they make a gesture towards the front of the line. Most of us would interpret that to mean they're indicating that I can go ahead of them. They don't have to say those exact words like, you can go in front of me, but because they say, I'm not in a rush, and they make a gesture, we can interpret that, and it's really helpful to know what they're saying is I can go in front of them. Or my husband, sometimes he'll tell me things as far as the schedule or the plan, And he might not say the exact words, but I can read between the lines and interpret what he's meaning by that. So for instance, when he says, I'm going to be playing basketball Saturday morning, then instead of just being like, okay, he's playing basketball, good to know, 
I can make some further inferences about what that means for Saturday morning. It means he's not going to be here when the kids wake up, so I should make sure I wake up so I can go get Eli out of his crib and get the kids downstairs and feed them breakfast. He didn't say any of that, right? He said, I'm going to be playing basketball Saturday morning. But it's really helpful that I can interpret that and make some other judgments and add other meaning to it that helps our day go smoother. Or we have these kinds of things at work all the time. Let's say you're the charge nurse and you're assigning a new nurse, a patient who's going to be needing blood. And when you tell them that, when you say your patient's going to need to get blood, they might say something like, I've never given blood before. So then you interpret what they mean by that. They might be meaning, I'm kind of nervous about this assignment, or I may have a lot of questions and need more help or go slower with it than other people. So we make all those interpretations and it's really useful. But the thing is, sometimes our interpretations are off. Sometimes we think they're saying one thing when really that's not what they meant at all. And that's where a lot of these misunderstandings come up. So taking that last example I just gave, where you tell them they're going to be taking a patient who needs blood, and they say, I've never given blood before. Maybe what they meant was all those things I said before. I'm nervous about this assignment. I might go slow. I might have a lot of questions. But maybe you interpret it as they're not willing to take this assignment. They're complaining. They think I should give it to someone else. They think I made a bad choice by assigning them this patient. So then when we make those interpretations, we could be totally off. But now we're feeling frustrated or defensive or annoyed with our coworker when that's not what they meant at all. Now, we're going to talk about later how sometimes maybe that is what they meant, right? But a lot of times, the interpretation, the meaning we add to it isn't correct. But we feel frustrated or hurt or have some contention in our relationship based on something we completely made up and is not what they said. So if we want to minimize these misunderstandings, we have to get really good at separating out the facts what was actually said versus our interpretation, the meaning we added to it. So that's what I'm going to help you do in this episode. So I want to give you an example of this, of how sometimes we're just so far off and our emotions run away with us. We get caught up in those emotions based on the interpretation we gave it instead of what was actually said. So I remember one time my husband came into the kitchen. I had just gone grocery shopping. And when he opened up the fridge, he said, you bought another container of yogurt. And there were three full containers of yogurt in there. I hadn't realized when I went grocery shopping that we already had two containers. And so I grabbed another one. So that's what he said. He said, you bought another container of yogurt. And I instantly felt myself feel defensive. I was kind of annoyed. Like I just spent all this time grocery shopping and you don't even appreciate it. You think I'm doing a bad job, which isn't what he said at all, 
right? Like that's what my brain made it mean. I was like, he thinks I'm doing a terrible job, that I'm bad at grocery shopping. And so that's why I started to feel hurt and defensive and annoyed. But then I realized what my brain was doing and I stopped and I separated out the facts from my interpretation. The fact was, he said, you bought another container of yogurt. And that was true. I was like, he's right. I did buy another container of yogurt. And it is kind of surprising. He said it in a surprised voice. And it was surprising that I bought more when we already had a ton. And it was going to take our family a long time to get through it. But he didn't say anything about not appreciating me and thinking I was doing a bad job. That was all just stuff that I made up. And so once I separated out the facts from my interpretation, all that defensiveness and annoyance went away. But a lot of times we don't catch it. We don't realize that our interpretation is what we're actually responding to. So practice separating out the facts from your interpretation. And as you do this, it's going to be kind of fun. It's kind of hilarious sometimes what our brain makes things mean and we just go with it. We're just like, oh, I must be right. That interpretation must be the right thing. But if you slow down and notice what was actually said, everything else is just extra. And you can question if you really want to believe that story. If it Sometimes when you say it out loud, like me with the yogurt thing, when I was like, what I made it mean was he thinks I'm bad at grocery shopping. It's just kind of funny sometimes. So practice getting that awareness and notice what you're adding to it. And this is true when it comes to what people say, and it's true for their behaviors, their actions. So maybe you come home from work and you start telling your partner about your day and they pull out their phone. We make that mean a whole bunch of different things. Maybe you make it mean they're bored. They don't care what I have to say. They never listen to me. They don't respect me. We add all of that interpretation to it. So it's just good to separate that out. And what I found is sometimes I can take a look at the facts and the story in my head and that's all I really need to do. And then I feel better. I'm like, oh, that's kind of silly. And I can just like realize that and be fine with it and move on. And it clears up that whole misunderstanding. But sometimes you might still be confused. You might not be totally sure what they meant by it. And you're not sure how to interpret what they said or did. So in those cases, what I like to do is not just separate out the facts from the story in my head, but actually say it out loud to my partner. Just let them know this is how I interpreted it. So here's what that might sound like. I would tell my husband, when you said you bought another container of yogurt, what I made that mean was you didn't appreciate me going grocery shopping and you thought I was doing it wrong. So it gives some context to how we're feeling now. And we can even add that part in. And I felt hurt or I felt defensive. And that gives them the opportunity to clarify. We're not saying that is the truth, that that is what they meant by it. We're just saying, this is how I interpreted that. Isn't that interesting? Is that right? Is that wrong? What did you actually mean? Let's talk about it. 
So I find communicating this way really helpful. It makes it less emotionally charged. And it feels a little weird at first. My husband and I communicate this way all the time now, but at first it felt kind of awkward. So give it a try and just know that it's going to feel a little different to phrase it that way. But when you do, it can open up those conversations and allow for clarification. Okay? Now, another great way to use this is to use it as a conversation starter to ask your partner what's going on for them. Because you know how sometimes you can tell that something's wrong or their mood shifted, but you're not quite sure what happened? So this is a good way to ask them what their experience was. So you might say, it seemed to me like when you came in, you were really upbeat and then your mood shifted. Am I correct about that? And what did my response mean to you? When I said this or when I did this, what did that mean to you? Maybe they'll be able to tell us, maybe not. But it gives that opportunity to recognize that sometimes what we say and what other people make it mean doesn't match up. So we can at least give the opportunity for that conversation by recognizing that. But what about those cases where we are interpreting it correctly? What if my husband really did mean with that yogurt example that I really messed up grocery shopping and that I'm not very smart because of it? What if that's what he actually meant and my interpretation was right? So in those situations, what I like to ask myself is what is true about that? Are there parts of it I agree with? So with the yogurt, I would agree. I messed up grocery shopping. I did not do an A-plus job grocery shopping. But I also bought a lot of things that we do need, and I appreciate myself spending the time. And I don't agree with the part that it makes me unintelligent. Maybe a little forgetful sometimes. Maybe a little careless or distracted but I still think I'm totally capable of grocery shopping. So it helps me just to ask, what do I think of me? What do I think is true in this situation? What parts of what they're saying is true? What do I agree with? And then we can also still hold on to the parts where we're like, and I don't agree with that part. And you can also ask yourself what's true when your partner comes to you with an issue. So let's say you're the one who pulled out your phone when they were talking to you. And they said, I felt like you didn't care about what I had to say or that you were distracted. A lot of times we jump to defend ourselves. We're like, no, that's not possibly true because I do care about what you have to say and I care about you. But there's also part of it that's a little bit true, right? Like we do care about our partner, but sometimes what they're saying is not our top priority and we get a little distracted. So we can just acknowledge that, like, you're totally right. I was distracted. And I'm sorry about that. I do care what you have to say. So those are just a few tips and strategies to help you get started and minimize misunderstandings. But to take this all way deeper, you've got to check out Relationship Revival. So make sure you get on the interest list for that so I can keep you in the loop, give you all the details about what Relationship Revival is, 
and how it's going to enhance your relationship. I'm going to help you with your communication, with overcoming conflicts. I know some of the biggest conflicts in relationships are around intimacy and raising children and money. And we're going to take a deep dive on all of that in relationship revival. So I'm going to help you work through those misunderstandings and just create a more peaceful atmosphere in your relationship, help you feel more connected and unified. So make sure you get on the wait list and I'll keep you in the loop with all the information about relationship revival when enrollment opens up, special discounts, and you'll get first dibs to be one of those 20 members to join me in there. Okay, so to get on the wait list, go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash revival interest. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. 